0: Hey, <laughs> uh, hello a little frog in my throat. Hello, it's me, Positively Udo, here to talk about the first chapter of The Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. I'm reading the introduction, and let me tell you, Napoleon Hill is not my first choice when it comes to readings. I've read Think and Grow Rich several times, it put me to sleep, but enough successful people have really impressed upon me the importance of getting this stuff that now I'm all on board. And I have to tell you, this first chapter, (laughs) baby, got me rolling my eyes like, what am I reading? It really took, this is one of those chapters that I'm going to have to reread uh, with a different mind. Um, But he spends a great deal of time giving anecdotes and stories, trying to increase your belief in why you need to follow his 15 principles. And um, uh, most importantly, he talks about the importance of a mastermind. Now, what is a mastermind? Because I used to think a mastermind was just a group of people who wanted to be successful and you just get together and you know, you can pay for it. You can do it for free. You can go to seminars, whatever. And that's a mastermind. Eh, wrong. That's not a mastermind. Okay. And I'm like, well, this kind of blew my mind because I'm like, oh, I need to have a mastermind with my significant other. And I need to have a mastermind with my mentors. I need to have a mastermind, a real one, um, with the people in my life. And and here's what a mastermind really is. You know, in the Bible, it says where one or two are gathered, there is God. God is like the third person in that equation. A mastermind is one plus one equals three, not two. It is like you are making a new mind with this other person that is working on both of y'all's behalf. I know it sounds a little trippy-dippy, a little woo-woo, a little cray-cray, but take it figuratively or take it literally or take it spiritually, however you want to take it. And in order for this to happen, y'all need to be in perfect harmony. Like y'all need to be on the same page with positivity, with energy, saying your affirmations every morning, affirming each other and the moment one of you goes negative, the mastermind is dead. Dead. And you might have to replace that person. It happens all the time. Trust me, baby. It happens all the time. So my biggest takeaway from this chapter was understanding what a real mastermind is and the importance of following uh, all of the instructions in this book. Um, I'm very excited to continue reading this with y'all. Let me know your biggest takeaways in the comments below, and I'm interested to know who your mastermind's going to be. Hey guys, it's me, Positively Udo. I'm getting the hang of this app that I'm recording on, and I wanted to talk about lesson one, which is um, the definite chief aim this is one that napoleon wants us to read and reread and reread and reread he wants us to read it once a week for a whole month guys can you do it can you reread this chapter once a week for an entire month i mean i'm ready to change my life i'm ready to do this now in this chapter he talks more about the mastermind uh, and how important it is and he talks about the law of attraction as well because whether you like it or not you are attracting into your life the thing that is dominant on your mind and your actions show it okay if you're going out and drinking your actions are showing that drinking and having a good time is the dominant thought on your mind if you're in bed eating snacks watching netflix then that's the dominant thought on your mind if you're out working hustling then that's the dominant thought of your mind. Now, if you want to change this, if you want to be a person of influence, if you want to be a higher earner, if you want to be uh, somebody who builds relationships, then you're going to have to change the dominant thoughts of your mind so that you can attract something to it. I mean, doesn't it make sense to attract to you? Because if you're attracting the dominant thoughts in your mind anyway, might as well change the thoughts in your mind so that you can attract things that will actually help you achieve it. So your mastermind will help you with that. It tells you how the mastermind actually increases your success in doing this, but most importantly, you need to get in the habit of auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion is a form of hypnosis. You're hypnotizing yourself with affirmations. And you're hypnotizing yourself in order to be successful with what it is that you want. And your definite chief aim when you come up with it, it has to be something you actually want. This is not going to work if you don't really care. So don't say something that sounds good. Don't say, oh, I'm so happy and thankful and grateful that I am earning a million dollars by 2020 when you don't really give a damn about a million dollars. What is it that you care about? What is something that you want so bad? What is your wish that will back your definite chief aim and make a definite plan for it? Even though it may come to you in many different ways, make a definite plan for it. Back it with a burning desire, have a mastermind, and it will be yours. Hey guys, it's me, Positively Udo, and this is lesson two, uh, self-confidence. Napoleon Hill says self-confidence is super important because everyone can tell whether or not you're confident. It just comes off of you. And if you're confident, you're going to be more likely to get what you want or make more sales or interact with people in a positive way than if you're not confident, because people can tell. And it makes people feel awkward when you're not confident in yourself. So how do you achieve this confidence? Well, he mentions eliminating fear when he talks about these six different fears that people have, such as the fear of death, fear of failure. Um, but more importantly, he talks about habits. I think this is more important. Uh, he talks about habits being uh, when you re- repetitively uh, direct your senses towards a particular direction. And when you do the self-confidence formula, there, there's a statement that he has in this chapter that you're gonna recite every day. You're gonna memorize it and recite it every day. And when you habituate the self-confidence formula, you are creating a habit of, you're creating the habit of making your mind think of yourself in a very self-confident way. Now, whatever becomes a habit for you becomes, it's like putting your life on autopilot, right? If your life were to go on autopilot, would you be successful? Most people, the answer is no. And you want to create habits that if your life were on autopilot, you would be successful. So if you're habitually thinking of yourself in a self-confident way, eventually you will automatically just think of yourself in that self-confident way. When you have self-confidence, it recharges your mind with positive energy. It recharges your mind with positive energy. So... Uh, he wants you to say that um to memorization and here's the other thing he talks about in this chapter that i think is super important he talks about discontentment he talks about the fact that you are going to feel discontent you are going to look at somebody else's situation and think oh man i wish if only the grass is going to look sweeter on the other side and he wants you to know that that is completely 100 percent normal and it is just the human task of life that we want things faster than we can acquire them and our happiness actually comes from the pursuit and the hope of some future goal and that is completely normal so go ahead get used to it and be okay with it because that's a part of your journey as well stay tuned for lesson three Hey, it is Positively Udo here. Just finished lesson three, the habit of saving. Uh, This one is pretty straightforward um, and really emphasizes the habit of saving that we cannot create the kind of wealth that we want without being a saver. We just can't. It can happen. Uh, He tells stories of different people who... They created big businesses, and the start of the business was due to savings. Behind every uh, successful venture, there is the habit of saving to back it up. Um... Let's see what else. Let's see what else. Um, debt it doesn't allow you to be creative. It doesn't allow you to live your full potential. The only type of debt that you should even ever consider is debt that will produce an income. Um, you know, a debt that will go towards a business that you have calculated, that you will get your money back, a certain ROI. That's the only debt that should be acceptable to you. And he talks about How much money somebody should save and based on the numbers that he he calculated I see that he expects people to be saving 10 to 16 percent of their income rent should be 25 to 30 percent food 25 to 30 percent clothes 15 to 20 percent and fun eight to ten percent but I'm focused on that 10 to 16 percent so now from now on a certain percentage of my income is going directly to savings Um, I would like to increase that percent, and I'm actually going to, today, just go over my expenses to see how much money can I put away in savings. How much money am I currently putting away in savings? There's short-term savings. There's long-term savings. How much more can I put away? Um, If you develop this habit of saving, then you will become wealthy you will become wealthy. If you develop this habit of not going into debt and saving, you will become very wealthy. So, pretty straightforward, guys. Um, Yes, the man without money is slave to the man who has it. And I would like to be the woman who has the money. (laughs) And have people... um, who have to bend to my will, who have to um, cooperate with me because I'm the one with the Kashmulah Shemunhan. So...